This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. All right, here comes the podcast on a Wednesday. What is up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's the podcast time. Right, that's what I said. Here oh, comes you the already, podcast. You introed it already. I did intro it. Oh, okay. i got to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Jerry. This is not... Um, be careful how I say this because I don't want to. I don't want to come across as a jackass. Right. I don't mean to be. Cool. After yesterday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sitting in here for the whole morning. Yeah. I was bored stiff today. You were. I was today's program because no, no, not from the program. Me. Oh, because you were to do with the program. You were doing updates as usual, but you weren't co-hosting. I didn't feel like I was a part of it. Oh, okay. Yesterday, I was one hundred percent involved. You were. Today, it was back to 33%, which, let's be honest, turns out to be about 25% because mm-hmm. the 9 o'clock one turns out to be four minutes. Right. And it's not a whole lot. I was, and they yeah, mainly take your entire segment anyway. Correct. Yeah. Let's... I did see you, though, uh, on the TV side of things. When we go to commercial on radio, oftentimes they run back segments from the from prior days, and you were a lot of your segments from yesterday made it on the television today. Well, that's good. In, re- in replay form. All right, well, I guess that's a positive. Uh, Jerry, you know I've uh, put some items up on eBay. Yes. And I've put up a, a couple of things. I was uh, very conscious of what is easy to ship, that sort of thing. Now, can I ask you a so question I, yes, before you move on with that? Please do. Is your, when you sell something, mm-hmm. is it like profile name Al Dukes 4412? No, but it is, uh, I believe, Al's Boring. Oh, it is. So yeah. people will know if they're from the area and they listen to the show, they can put two and two together. Yeah, but okay. uh, yeah, I'm getting the stuff from all different areas. Got it. All right, go ahead. I'm but sorry. like I'm a, a, a selling a, a Atari. I, I looked online for like Atari and Intellivision cartridges that are worth more than $10. Okay. Not a lot of them. I had a handful of them, so I said, well, I'll put those up. Sure. But then I was also looking for other things that I was going to get rid of that fit in an envelope easy to mail. I happen to come across, and I'm not selling these. But I came across my a bunch of old New Jersey license plates that I had, which you're supposed to turn in, which I never did. But I looked online. They said, put them in an envelope, mail them into us. Okay. Did that. But then I saw another license plate, which I had a Virginia license plate that says Van Halen. Really? Yeah. And I remember when I worked with David Lee Roth for that short time, somebody had sent in a license plate for him to sign. I believe it was a real Virginia license plate, and he didn't want to sign it. I just kept it in my office. Right. What else are you going to do with it? I took it home, and it's been sitting home. Right. So I said, I'll throw that up on eBay. Because I saw there's fake California Van Halen license plates. Right. 
And I'm not sure if this is a real Virginia license plate or not. Right. And this is this is now 11 years ago. Right. 2006. So I put it up on eBay for like 10 bucks. Got a, a message from eBay from a uh, from eBay. No, I got a message from a, a gentleman. Oh, okay. I had put up on the thing. Hey, somebody sent this to me. I I worked with David Lee Roth for a short time when he had a radio show. Right. That's all I said. I got this message. Quote, sent to me when I was working in or for David Lee Roth's radio show from me with the request to ship it back. F yourself, a-hole. <laughs> really? Now, had this guy written to me and said, hey, I sent that in to David Lee Roth, I would say, oh, do you want it back? I'll, send, I'll ship it to you. <laughs> and now that he's being douche about it. I'm going to still sell it. That is tremendous. I don't have any bids, but I do have a watcher right now. That is pretty. I mean, by the way, that means nothing. That Watchers. Is fun, that means nothing. That's funny. So did you write back to him at all? No. So you're going to let this go? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to respond. I was going to respond back. I would have sent this to you. Like, I was going to write back, Dave didn't want to sign it. Right. Uh, here, I'll send it back to you now. For free. What a jackass. But now you're being a jackass. That is funny. Yeah. Now, on the flip side. On the flip. Let's say you didn't work with David Lee Roth, and you were the person that sent the license plate in, and you never got a response. Right. And then 10 years later, you come across it, and someone's trying to sell it. I would have sent a note, a nicer note. I would have just said, hey, I said, because first of all, if I had a Bruce Springsteen license plate, and Bruce was, uh, uh, I knew where Bruce was going to be, and I sent it to him. I- I'm about a 1% chance of getting that signed and sent back. Agreed. You got to know that going in. Sure. You're sending a, a guy like David Lee Roth a license plate, and you're going to, you're you're doing it with the 2% chance that it gets signed and sent back. That is tremendous. Though. Okay. So if I saw it How about 11 years later. How about someone found that? Well, first of all, this guy's username is something like Van Halen fan or something. So he must just Obsessed. be looking for stuff nonstop. He must be every day punching in Van Halen into eBay. That is unbelievable. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yes. So that's uh, my item number one for today, Joe. Nice. Number two, we brought up hard knocks on the show today. Yes. Um, uh, With the Buccaneers. Yeah. And I have HBO. I just recently got HBO, so I, I, I watched it. Okay. I watched episode number one. Uh, episode number two was last night, but episode number one was last week. I've watched that so far. Um, and I had said on the show today that uh, most of episode one was about how great of a guy Jameis Winston is. Right. And how he's such a family man. Mm-hmm. And I know these guys get targeted. Uh, you know, athletes get targeted by uh, people who, who claim things. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott may be going through a similar thing right now. We it don't sure know. looks like it based on these text messages. But this James Winston has some uh, reputation from Florida State, right? Yes. He's not a great guy. I don't know. I doesn't. If you read those stories from the girl, does not seem like it. And I watched CNN did a documentary on campus rape. I remember that, yes. Which was very well done. And you can get into a lot of he said, she said. But if you listen to this girl's story, and she was on camera. It wasn't a hidden girl. It, It is very hard not to believe her story. Sure. So it just bothers me to see this guy being praised. And I see 
people on social media with their photos, women taking their pictures with Jameis Winston. Well, Ugh, just there's going to be a lot of people that are going to take his side of the story and not hers. And that's the problem with this, you know, crime, this, these incidents. You just you don't have 100 percent certainty on anything. There's two people that do. Right. But and right. You can pick a side and you can make your point and take your stance and then defend why you believe that. But even with that, you don't know. Right. But like in the Ezekiel Elliott case, this is a mystery woman. We don't really know what she looks like. We don't know anything about her. We don't hear her talking about the situation. And that's most of the time the accusers we see. But in this instance, when you get to see the woman and her tell her story, it's more powerful for sure. I didn't say it's not. So All I, I'm saying is you still don't know. I had test, texted my friend Mike Calta, who does a popular radio program in Tampa. Okay. And who just posted a Facebook photo with Jameis Winston. And I said to him, hey, we're discussing this hard knocks. I said, do people not care about Jameis Winston's past? And he wrote back to me, uh, it was an alleged rape and he's scoring touchdowns. And that's I mean, it. That's all way, people care about. That is it. It's sad. It's unbelievable. But that is true. There's no video. Now, if there's a video, things are different. You Because right. you, you know what video is? Video is 100% certainty and proof. Yeah. So, and not to mention his name, but again, with Ray Rice, when we kind of knew it, he did, there's some doubt in that. All right, he hit his girlfriend. That is horrific. Right. But Why? If there's no video, you can sit there and say, well, God knows, maybe someone said something that set him off. Maybe or it she was attacked an accident. Him. Maybe she went after him. You still shouldn't do it. But, oh, God, it's not as bad as you may think. Then you see the video. There's nothing. You can't take anything else out of that. Same thing with all of these stories. If you don't know for 100% certainty, you don't know. Yeah. That's why they're brutal. I mean, these stories are just the worst. And you feel bad for everyone involved that's been wronged. Right. And if it comes out, now the thing you can't explain, and you said, I, and I don't know this, that we've never seen this girl. I don't Yeah, that, I, I don't I, recall ever seeing yeah, her. Yeah, I don't recall seeing but her But I know TMZ the, put those photos out. The Ezekiel Elliott gal. Right. I know they put those photos out. I just assumed that we had pictures of this girl. If they're photos of this, you know, with the arms and the bruises. I'm sure you can Google her and find her photo. I would think so. I, I don't see it a lot. Like when ESPN's covering the story, they're not showing pictures of her. No, not that I've seen. No. But, I mean, did you read the text messages? I did not. The NFL had this in their report, and this is what Pro Football took out. I'll just, quick, let me just read this to you because this is what I mean. So who text messages between whom? His girlfriend Mm -hmm. and a friend of hers. Okay. And I don't know if it's a guy or not, but whatever. So this is his girlfriend. Um, What if I sold mine and Zeke's sex videos? The answer from her friend, we'd be millionaires. He then writes again, we could blackmail him with that. She goes, I want to. He says, let's do it. Scared, though. She, he says, no, no. Um, we'd be looking at 10K. And she says, the hell with that. I want 20K. And it goes on and on. And it's. Do you think sometimes that the boy, NFL, man. like the NFL suspension is j- just because you're mixed up in this nonsense? Like the fact that you're even involved with the gal who is trying to sell a sex tape and that there is a sex tape, that that's enough for the NFL to say. Here's what I think. You know what I think landed him the suspension, honestly, is this accusation and then him pulling down the shirt on the girl. Right. 
At, he, and and he's had checkered past as well. The nightclub stuff. You throw everything into the mix, you question his credibility. Now you read this stuff, and this is what I was trying to tell Craig yesterday. I'm not saying he did or he didn't know. I don't know. But this goes to credibility for her. How right. do you know she'd made up the whole thing to get that 20K, so as she wrote, so she and her friends could go on a vacation and get boob jobs. That was her words, not a boob, ours. A boob job vacation. Right. All right. I mean, how do you pick a side in this nonsense? Yeah, that that is a good question, Jerry. How do you know those bruises weren't made up or or her friend did it to make it look bad? Right. Who knows? Uh-huh. Oh, the whole thing sucks. It does suck, Jerry. All right, I have a... That sounds like we're doing like a real sports talk show here. That was real, yeah. Right. See, right there, me and you could do a talk show. Right there. We had Hard Knocks, Jameis Winston into Zeke Elliott. That's a segment. And then, uh, unfortunately, I probably stole that guy's license plate, Van Halen, and I'm now selling it. Oh, those three things. Those three things. But the, you know what you call that? What is that, Jerry? The first half of the podcast. All right. Because I'm now going to excuse myself oh. out of the studio. Uh, this is the part where we pretend we don't edit the podcast. You run and do a 10-10 wins update uh, and a uh, Joe and Evan update. Bang. And come back, and, and I edit it so it sounds like uh, you never really left the studio. You got it. Jerry, before we started this podcast today, you were complaining to me that you don't know what to eat for dinner every night. And I said, um, well, I eat the same meal every night over and over again. And you said, that's not for you. No. And then I said, have you checked out my friends at Blue Apron? Love this place. So Blue Apron, Jerry, uh, they're going to solve your problems because your problem is you don't know what to make for dinner. You don't want to keep eating the same things every single night. But what do you do? Well, you sign up for Blue Apron. And then what they do, well, you'll check off a few things. Like, I like chicken. I like these types of spices. I like steak. I like pork. And then they're going to customize a menu for you, Jerry, where they're going to send you the food. It shows up on your front porch. Then you cook the meal. And here's the best part. There's no waste of food because if it calls for... A dash of salt, they'll provide you with just a dash of salt. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be very expensive, though, wouldn't you think? It is not expensive at all, Jerry. You can spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Wow. That's right. Let me give you some ideas because you didn't know what to make for dinner. I'm listening. Basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable. Mm Mm-hmm. Sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta. What about this, Jerry? You love whole grain stuff. Whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad. I never know. Is it caprese or caprice? I think it's caprice. Caprice. But maybe it's caprese. Well, I'll tell you this. When I order that at a Italian place, sometimes the guy goes, caprese? Like that, and, I, I don't, and then I'm always uncomfortable saying it. Yeah, I'm not sure. What about this, Jerry? Meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese and charmed tomatoes. All right, I'm in. Tell me how I get it. Jerry, here's what you're going to do. You're going to let them know that you uh, were recommended by me. So that I'll get some credit as well. I was not part of this? Oh, and you as well, yes. Okay. Uh, check out this week's menu, Jerry. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash postgame. You're going to love how it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. Blueapron.com slash postgame. 
Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Jerry, I was doing some perusing. You were looking at homes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be moving. Yeah. One of our biggest worries, and I think anybody who's uh, looking to purchase a home or something, is your biggest worry is uh, resale value and that sort of thing. For right? sure, yes. You get nervous. A new study finds that homes that are near Trader Joe's or Whole Foods go up 67% over the past five years. I don't believe that. That's right, Joe. I think that's a coincidence. You do. I do. Nothing now, against Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Some people will say that those companies only build in areas, wealthier areas. Is that what you're thinking? Is that why you, you're thinking that's the case? Uh, no, I'm thinking it's a complete coincidence. It says, according to a recent report from Adam Data Solutions. Oh, good. A company that collects property data. Homebuyers that live near Trader Joe's have experienced, on average... Home price appreciations of 67% over the past five years. Well, by the way, that's pretty awesome. If that is the case, then that's awesome. That is awesome. So uh, I don't know where you're looking, but I would eyeball a Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, but then it's going to be just more expensive hmm. to get into it than it was five years ago. So right? you're saying right. that they uh, they do say that uh, Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, both of them uh, target low crime areas. Okay. And high income areas. Sure. Makes sense. So it does kind of make sense that those neighborhoods would go up in value. At what point did you get tired? Like, because you looked for a long time. I did. Were you ever at a point where you were just so tired of looking at places? Yes. Where, like, at first it's fun. At first it's fun, but you know when it gets tiring? The first time you go look at a, a home that looks beautiful online and the pictures, they do not live up to the photos. Yeah, I agree. That's the first soul-crushing thing because you never get as excited about seeing something online again. Very well said. I agree. You'll see something online and your your wife or girlfriend. What's the catch? Somebody will show you, oh, we've got to see this place. Look at these pictures. And you're like, nah, don't yeah. trust it. I'm out. I'm out. Agreed. Here's a story perfect for us, Jerry. Yeah. A warrant has been issued for a man in Texas who had sex with a fence. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A judge last week ordered the arrest of this fella. I won't say his name, save him the embarrassment. He failed to appear for a court hearing in his indecent exposure case. So this was like in a public place? He was arrested in March on the misdemeanor. Or was it his fence? No. He was arrested in March on the misdemeanor count after a neighbor in Austin, Texas, told cops that she saw him, quote, having sex with a fence. <laughs> That separates their residences. Talk about a new term for splintered wood. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, The woman, the neighbor says, he initially, quote, put his mouth inside the chain link fence and stuck his tongue out, moving it up and down. He was demonstrating a sexual act of, quote, eating out the fence. That's a court. Documents. So could we say that on the air tomorrow? No. Eating out a fence? Probably if it's not. a court document? I don't know. I'm not sure anyone's ever uttered that phrase. Oh, you just did. She then said after he did that, he proceeded to then, quote, stick his erected penis into the chain link fence and, quote, have sex with the fence. Oh, so it wasn't a wood fence. It was a chain link fence. Uh, yes. Okay. The neighbor believes that the guy who committed the crime thought, quote, 
the fence was a female. <laughs> when questioned by police, the think, gentleman was not cooperative. I think this guy needs a psychi- psychi- psychiatric hospital. He denied having sex with the fence, saying he was, quote, inside his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. They took video, though. 32-year-old uh, gentleman. God damn. That's going to stay on your permanent record, right? That you go to get a job. Just... Wow. Yeah, we did a background check, and evidently you made love to a fence. <laughs> we can't quite <laughs> offer you the position. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Have you ever heard of Bonnie Rotten? Bonnie Rotten? Yes. I have not. Is that a rock group? So no, she's a stripper. Oh, I only because I, I'm you know I'm on constantly on Twitter to make sure I don't miss a story, and yeah, I've always told missing. why I follow the Sapphire Club. Yes, and she just popped up that Bonnie Rotten, I guess, was there last night, or she's gonna be there tonight, or something. You see the tattoos on this girl. That's not a sexy name, Bonnie Rotten. What? That's not a sexy Bonnie name. Rotten. Yeah, I don't like. I that. didn't say it's a sexy name. I'm just saying. No, but if you're a stripper performing, you should have a sexy name. The amount of tattoos is just unbelievable. All tied like, up. All over the belly, the neck, the arms, the legs. I mean, holy Jesus. I thought you might have been familiar with Bonnie Rotten. Bonnie Rotten. But you're not. I'm not familiar with Bonnie Rotten. Because a lot of times I'll mention someone. Mm-hmm. Like if I mention the name Nikki Benz. Heard of her. You've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of Nikki Benz? I don't remember. I, if, if you're mentioning a, a porn star and I know the names, she was a porn star in the 90s. Alexis, Texas. I know the name somehow, but maybe just from ads in the newspaper. Okay. Uh, I think that's all I got for you. But you, had one, you had one uh, not long ago. Terry Weigel was uh, dancing somewhere. Jerry, I am telling you, that girl was in porn in the late 80s. Like Terry Weigel? Yeah. Why did you Weigel. say I've had her? What does that mean? You mentioned uh, she was uh, dancing one place one time, and you mentioned Oh, is that it. true? Yeah. This one's Tegan Presley. How about oh, her? Yeah, I've heard of her. You have. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, this girl was not in the 90s, <laughs> just for the record. Uh, I think she just has a young look, younger look. Or they're uh, using uh, old photos. Okay. I mean, she looks like she's 25. Yeah, no, she was 25 in about 1998. Okay. <laughs> See, now I got to Do you think if I Google her name, mm-hmm. do you think that there is a Wikipedia page yeah, mm, that would have her question. birthday? Great does question, she have a Wikipedia? She does not. She does have a Wikipedia All page. Right. What's her name again? Tegan Presley. Tegan She's Presley. thirty-two. All right, thirty-two. So she was not doing anything in the nineties. I see. So clearly, this is something that you've watched in the two thousands. <laughs> Early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Born in eighty-five, so probably two thousand five. Right. She's thirty-two. Right. <laughs> She's not forty-two. Ah. Got Good it. Lord. All right, I got to go. All right, Jerry, the warm-up show is next. I leave you with Tegan Presley, everybody. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Hi, very good morning to you on a Wednesday, I believe it is. This portion brought to you by Boost Mobile. What is what is up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. You yes. know, I see you wearing it the journey. Wednesday. It is Wednesday. I see you wearing the Journey t-shirt. You're a yeah. huge music guy. And oh, this big music. Out of left field, and I get that. Do you see the story that they hate each other now? And well, they the, don't want to tour anymore? Well, the Journey guys are fighting about uh, Donald Trump. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? I don't so know you, the full story. I just know it has to do with... You can't mix politics. <laughs> yeah. You just to, can't. It has to do with politics, the, Jerry. There's Journey nothing is to do with the popularity of that. Now, I guess he's not new anymore, but the newer singer that they have. Yes. So this is about politics. Politics. This is all. Awesome. It's uh, the guitarist, Neil Schoen, I believe his name is. He's the guy who started Journey. 
Right. He's battling the other journey guys. Something about, I don't know which one of them, one of them likes Trump, the others don't. Right. Or vice versa. Well, I think he's alone for, I didn't see that that was what it was about, but yeah. I saw he is so uh, irate with the band that he said he will go start his own band. But oh, here's no. the problem. Three journeys. No, no, but who is he? He's but the that, guitarist. I, I understand. Yeah, but you would have thought that when I told you Steve Perry's leaving Journey and then the guitarist goes. Yeah, but they found a guy that sounds just like him. Right, that's what I'm saying. He'll find some more guys that sound just like him. And so we're going to have Journey 2? Or does he get to maintain no, Journey? He is Journey. He is. The guitarist dude is Journey. So he owns his that. band. So yes. then what happens to the other two guys if they stayed together? Well, you got. I would just start kissing up to the guy who owns the Journey now. <laughs> but that's me. Got it. I was having this discussion with Craig uh, earlier in the office about music and things, and that you could take somebody like a uh, Eddie Van Halen, and some people could say Eddie Van Halen's the greatest guitarist of all time, and then some nobody guy can copy lick for lick Eddie Van. So why is that guy not the greatest guitarist? Right. If you can do what he can do, what's the difference? What's the difference? I Jerry? totally agree. All right, let's get to some baseball. Okay, last I, night. I was very excited, Jerry, yesterday. Um, I love records and that sort of thing with uh, baseball. Yeah. I love when records are broken. And uh, so I was excited to see Aaron Judge strike out his first at bat. <laughs> Which people on Twitter, I would say seven <laughs> seconds after he struck out. By the way, on three pitches. <laughs> Got it good done. Good morning, good afternoon, sit down. Tied Adam Dunn's record, right. 32 straight. Hopefully he gets it tonight against Robert Gazelman. I'd like to see another strikeout for Aaron Judge. Let's go in there. Now, will he keep the ball for that? No, I don't think he will. I don't think that's a record you want. Oh, you don't want that record? I don't think so. Would you want that record? I wouldn't, but, you know. it's And by the way, if you're going to have the record now, this goes back to what Craig said about the Nets when they were playing in Newark. It's got to be seven, eight years ago now. If you And I think they wound up winning 13 games or something that season where he said, if you're going to be bad, be historically, be the worst. So if you're Aaron Judge and you get the record... Why don't you just finish the season? Right. They always say, Jerry, no ma- and this is what you would tell young people graduating high school. I would if I ever spoke to a high school. I'd say, no matter what it is you do, be the best at it. So if you're yeah. going to be the strikeout king. That is the idea. Be the best. Right. Be, be the historically record holder. Bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you see the story about Gary Sanchez that J-Lo and A-Rod have mm. turned him around? Well, he did have a power lunch with them uh, the other day. Right. Uh, where the, they talk to each other. And J-Lo, he said, showed up for a few minutes. So that's nice. That's kind of cool. And then he goes like this. Well, I'd met her before. No, you didn't Well, I, maybe, J-Lo. Maybe he had. How do you know? I don't know. You it just seems unlikely. I'm calling you out, Gary yeah, Sanchez. I guess so. Jerry, um, did you see that LeBron flew into New York to, to play a pickup basketball game with... Uh, Mello mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant, who yep. also flew in. This is the first thing that struck my mind because they go, uh, he flew a private plane in, he played his pickup game and flew a private plane back. I better not see LeBron ever doing anything where he's supporting the environment. I better not because he he's a <laughs> but, social type of guy where he likes to comment on but, social things going way, on. I don't want to call out our partner, Eddie Scazzeri, but when you are very into the environment right. and you drive around Manhattan for three hours looking for a parking spot, that's not environmentally friendly. But he does it in a very um, uh, gas, not a gas-guzzling car. It, no, no, no. 
you're still putting stuff out there. Right, but there there are necessities yeah, no, no, and there are not necessities. No, 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 LeBron no, doesn't no, need no, to fly no, a private no, no, plane no, no, to no. play a pickup game nope. with Melo. Nope, he could take here. the bus in at 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, they, uh, you ever been behind a bus on the turnpike? They're blowing uh, out black listen, smoke. You can't say one thing and do the other. You can't. So you're right. And Leonardo DiCaprio is another one who is all about the environment and flies privately all over the world. Yeah. I even heard that Al Gore flies privately, and he did a whole movie. He did a whole movie about how we're ruining the earth. Right, exactly. So that's funny. So LeBron (laughs) flies in to play with Carmelo Anthony and Kevin Durant, and the thing you took from it was what he's putting into the atmosphere. No, no. What I took out of it was LeBron's a guy now people go to for social issues. So if I were a reporter, I'd say, hey... So I guess the environment's not your thing. You're flying private planes to pick play a pickup basketball. Well, it was game. very important to him. It was a big game against Melo and Kevin Durant. You read anything into that that no. maybe he talked to Carmelo about saying, "Listen, come play in Cleveland." I don't. You don't. All right. I'm not reading into that. Okay. What is going on with that, Jerry? You're an NBA. Well, Kyrie insider. Irving wants to be traded, uh, but they and, want Porzingis. Yeah, and he's also got. I mean, this is ama- the one thing that amazes me about all this. And by all accounts, Kyrie and LeBron and the team. I guess they don't get along. I don't know that, but that's what you read. All right, fair enough. He has to be traded. What amazes me though is he's requesting where he'd like to be traded to. If you're the Cavaliers, shut up and play. And if we can trade you, we'll trade you. But you know, there are other teams that we would have to look at. So to make the demand that you want to be traded, but then to tell them, but I'm only going to go here, that's kind of goofy, don't you think? Is there some sort of deadline in the NBA offseason where they can't uh, they I don't know the answer point? to that. There is, is all... in the irregular season. I don't know about the offseason. I don't think so. Remember, every day was like mellow in the Rockets, sure. mellow in this, well, and then nothing. But then it kicked up again three days ago. But now it's dead again. Uh, I suppose. I don't think it's ever dead. I really don't. All it takes is one phone call to get the talks going. I will say there was one report, and I don't know if it was legitimate or not, but there was one report. I was talking to Evan Roberts about this yesterday before I left that I guess Cleveland had told the Knicks that they want Porzingis if they were going to trade a Kyrie Irving to New York. My thought would be, send him. Go. Like, Kyrie Irving is a 25-year-old star. We know that already. He's won a championship. He's made huge shots. Porzingis, while a very good player and he's been a nice player, do we know what he is yet? No. I mean, he's tall. He's thin. He shoots three-pointers. Great. Send him. If you can get Kyrie, like, don't you? Th- I know you're not a basketball guy. But if you got Kyrie Irving to the Knicks, don't you think that kind of re-energizes everything? Yeah, people would be excited for I that. I would think. And especially if Carmelo is now here and happy, which is, I mean, all right, fine, pampered athlete. But still, I would think you've got something. But, again, I don't know if that report was true. But are those interesting if it is? I'd fly Kyrie in privately for a pickup game <laughs> to see how they get along. <laughs> Jerry, do you have, for later on in the show, do you have uh, clips of Brandon Marshall talking about uh, – I heard some clips coming in of Brandon Marshall talking about Eli Manning. Well, if you heard the clips, then I guess we have them. <laughs> kind of a stupid question you just asked. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think back that if you those were the same exact clips that you probably played a year earlier or two talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He says the exact same thing about both quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, Eli, no one prepares like him. I'm hopping out of the shower. Eli's already testing me on hand signals. There you go. We may be talking about type of cereal we're going to have, and he may just switch the subject to, you know, some type of football. You know, so I really can't answer that. You know, literally, we just got out of the shower. We had towels on, and he was pretty much half-dressed, and he started giving me signals. A couple of 
a couple of shirtless men in towels giving hand giving signals. Giving signals? Giving, what does that mean? <laughs> giving hand signals to each other. But he was just like, it, everything he said, he has said about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm oh, sure he's he said about Jay Cutler. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's... Listen, they talk he, too much. that's a good teammate. He is going, yeah, until he turns his back on him the next year. <laughs> he is going to be fa- fantastic here this year. That's why I think the Giants are going to be really good. You got Beckham, who will be the focus, but some of that will be taken off because of Marshall's presence. Eli's got another guy to throw to. They went out and got a tight end. The Giants are going to be really good, although clips like that are, well, hmm, they're going to continue all season. I can, I'm actually picturing that in my head. Uh, Brandon Marshall in a towel with yeah. Eli Manning. And Eli going, what, what is when I go like this? What does that mean? Why don't you keep thinking about that? <laughs> this portion is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile's best family plan and get four lines for just $25 per line, each with unlimited gigs. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Men in towels. Al will give Craig some my hand signals coming up at the top. Boomer's here as well, and we're back in just a moment on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, welcome back. This portion is brought to you by Dell. If you are just waking up, Mets made it interesting in the end, but uh, the Yankees did beat the Mets 5-4. to four. Gary Sanchez had himself a night, a couple of hits, including a home run. Jacoby Ellsbury homered as well, and Aaron Hicks, an RBI single. Sonny Gray did get the win. They head to City Field tonight. Jaime Garcia facing Robert Gazelman. Seth Lugo to the DL shoulder impingement. This portion is sponsored by Dell. Need help finding the right Dell PCs with Intel Core processors for your business call 877 by dell to talk to a dell small business tech advisor what about this chapman i saw him limping off the field hamstring so is that it he's uh not gonna pitch tonight or tomorrow uh well joe girardi said there's no decision yet we don't know but what was very interesting about chapman and the ninth inning i was talking to harris about this too and gary and ron made a i don't want to say a big deal about it but they certainly made an issue dominic smith comes up so flores strikes out and you had in the at bat with flores You've got Chapman throwing a lot of sliders. Remember they were talking about how he wasn't throwing breaking balls. He was throwing a lot to Flores. He strikes him out on a breaking ball, a slider. And then Jose Reyes comes up. Now it's a three-run game. It's 5-2. And I guess there was some booing. And Gary and Ron were really all over the fact that Terry Collins would pinch hit Dominic Smith because he should be getting at bats against Chapman. And I'm thinking, you're still trying to win the game, though. Now Reyes gets a single, and then Rosario homers. And it all worked out the way you would hope it to. And take him back, though, that that was a bad move. And I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get that either, Jerry. But uh, when I see <laughs> when I see Chapman limping off the field in baseball terms yes. and the way that things go, I would think this guy's out for like three months. By the way, maybe the Yankees want him to be out for three right, months. Right, that's the thing. He is owed a lot of money. A lot of money. And then I see that the Jets are going to have a, a Hall of Fame for their fans, Jerry. Oh, that's great. Maybe you Craig could be, could be put in you that. Could be, well, he could be nominated. Well, you know, the How first about one. That? I mean, the first one's obvious. Who's the first one? Fireman Joe Beningo. Fireman I would go with Joe. I go with Joe. I love Fireman Ed. He's got to be the first fan in the Jet Hall of Fame. Fan Hall of Fame. I go Joe. How about Joe and Fireman Ed? Subway Series. Joe and Fireman Ed.